Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode where we are going to talk about the new changes to Teams guest access behaviors, a new visual indicator of who you've shared content with in OneDrive, and Microsoft Teams doing auto recording of meetings. Let's roll it. The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Well, that sounds like a good lineup, Daniel. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Me too. Um, I will say, though, Daryl, 201, which is what this week's episode number is, it just doesn't have the same ring to it as 200. <laughs> um, but we are back. We decided to keep going. Yeah. And uh, really, really excited to have you with us on this journey. Please go ahead and hit the subscribe, like, smash that big thumb up button, you know, tell all your friends and um, to join us. <laughs> we should like, we should like come up with all the like old euphemisms and ways to describe tell mm -hmm. friends, uh, send out all your chain letters and make sure that people have to... to <laughs> Send it, acknowledge it, and send it to 10 other people. Or you'll have or bad luck. Bad luck for the rest mm, of the year. Mm. All right. Do well, it. hi, Daniel. Um, this first message. This mm -hmm. first message. Uh, include all device audio when sharing on Teams for iOS and Android. This is MC263536. Before I tell you about the message, a related uh, update last year was actually the most popular video I had, especially over the the whole COVID thing and everyone looking to try and use Microsoft Teams and teachers and all sorts of people trying to figure out how to use it. That was my most popular video was how to share audio. I bet. I'm not surprised because it, it was it's not something that's very intuitive. So I'm I'm not it actually it actually changed twice. Mm -hmm. went to one and then it defaulted back again but this was the next follow-on question was hey can we do this from my mobile and so that was ping to the ping 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 did i did i try and answer any of those questions no because the feature didn't arrive and now it's coming yay um so this actually means that those of us who do try to present from our phones and try to share um, videos or anything with audio, we can flick a switch and we'll be able to share the audio uh, via, um, via your mobile, which is really good. Um, I did say the, the message number, didn't I? That's right. So this includes your iPads and iPhones and Android devices. Um, it is going to be, it will begin and complete the rollout in late June. So it's here. Nowish. <laughs> Nowish. Yeah. Um, just a, a quick preview of what it looks like. I think this is an Android view of things because it doesn't quite look like my iPad view. I know. But um, when you go to turn uh, to share something, you'll just be looking for that switch. Let's just have a quick look at it from a larger screen perspective. There you go, that little audio button. So when you go to share screen, let your eye travel along to that switch and turn that on if you need to use it. Um, and this, I think this is good for, hey, everyone look at this video I just recorded, you know, of, uh, you know, someone's on the floor 
of in a plant, a manufacturing plant, or in your sales, uh, your in whether it's retail sales or something mm-hmm. else. And hey, I just took this picture or I took this video of um, this interaction, or I took this video of the machine doing whatever it is. Let me share it with you while you're in this meeting, and you share it, and you want people to hear the noises mm. of of whatever. I mean, there's a lot of use cases for this. I think. It's um, it's a good. I don't get, I don't think it's a huge deal, but I think it's a good thing because there are some applications to this. Yeah. Now, the thing to keep in mind too is the feature minimum feature requirements. The iPad uh, has to be running, or iPhone has to be running iOS 13 and Android 10 or later. But that is that's it for that message. Uh, what's next on our list, Daniel? OneDrive sharing experience dash shared with this is mc263839 so you're familiar with the dialog box of doing it trying to send a link or sharing content in onedrive but now you're going to be and this is rolling out early july and expect to complete rollout mid-july for a targeted release and then mid-July to late July for standard. Now we're going to get a visual indication of who this content is shared with. Now, of course, if it's shared with a bunch of people, then you know we're not going to be able to see everybody's faces. But these are those profile pictures uh, for people will be shown down at the bottom, so you can kind of just get a quick glance of who has access. And you'll also get this visual indicator once you go through and do the sharing, um, and it'll be part of the uh, um, the control. You know when you're looking at it. So if you click on, and it doesn't look very intuitive of that area in the screenshot, but you click on shared with in that area and it's going to take you to the manage access pane to, uh, you know, if you want to manage, remove people or whatever. So pretty simple, but I think pretty effective of uh, anything we can get visual that, um, you know, when quick glance, we can see who has access. It's nice. So that'll be useful for small time sharing. Probably not, as you say, for large right. groups and is this shared with this team, that team, every other group team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just, just yep. small time stuff. Um, yeah, good feature though. Yeah, so I, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, next update, let's go back to Teams. Yeah, we'll find it. What was it? Well, oh, dear. <laughs> Teams meeting. Oh dear. Oh, oh dear. Oh, there it is. Oh, 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 there it is. Okay. Teams meeting recording. Auto meeting recording. This is MC263666. Um, for those of you who are into numbers and superstitious, don't worry about it. It's just a message. Okay? It's just a message. It's a good message. Um, if, you, um, <laughs> if you're the sort of person that forgets to record your meetings, uh, so the, the basics of this uh, feature is that you as a meeting organizer can set to have your meeting start recording as soon as you join the meeting, the meeting organizer, or as soon as someone from your organization joins. Uh, the person who starts the recording, as usual, will become the owner of the recording, and that will be stored in their OneDrive. Now, this is only available for private meetings, as I can see at the moment. Uh, I think this has been updated with additional info. 
No, I think it's just private meetings at this stage. Um, so those recordings will be stored in OneDrive and, and you won't be able to do it in a, in a channel meeting where it gets stored within a team, I think, at this stage. But we had some discussions about this, yeah. right, Daryl? Um, regarding 365 team, we met and we were uh, talking about something else, an uh, initiative we will be announcing um, soon. But this is uh, an example that we kind of started off with. And I think we had some, well, what about mm -hmm. scenarios, mm -hmm. right? Uh, one that I'll mention is something that you kind of talked about is the person who joins gets the recording yeah, and they're wondering, and it's like, wait a minute. So it doesn't even have to be the organizer. It, it could be any random person, mm. you know, that joins the meeting from your organization is going to get the recording in their OneDrive. So that's kind of weird. Now we have the, the recording, um, the meeting summary and it'll link to it and all that, but uh, that's kind of an interesting byproduct of this. What else did we kind of, uh, kind of talk about, and and that was a well, interesting. Yeah, I mean, re related to that, um, that's I mean, we're all in such a, a kind of a way of introducing our meetings that when we go to hit record, before we do so, we tell people. Now I know there's a banner that comes up and says, "Hey, this meeting's been recorded. Leave if you want to." Um, but we usually get to announce that. Now, if you join a meeting early and you start to have a bit of chat and a bit of banter and you're talking away, um, how is the weather and you know, just connecting with people before the meeting, that's gonna get recorded because someone has joined the meeting, it starts recording. Uh, maybe when you join and you're um, not expecting it, that you don't get that warning. So, sure, okay. Uh, Daniel, I think you had a good suggestion about this too, the, that it should warn you in that pre-join screen. Yeah, that was the thing I was thinking. What if they, when you're that pre-join screen where you're having to pick your audio, do you want to turn on your mm. video? I really think there should be a banner. This meeting is is set to pre-record, uh, set to record, or something like mm. that. Uh, I think that that would be helpful in that situation where, wait, this is meeting recording. Oh, I need to yeah. leave. For I, I noticed reason. that um, that same day we we were testing things out, and it's actually a feature that Zoom has. So when you do join a meeting and there is auto recording turned on, that it will tell you. Um, but yeah, yeah, back, back. And then the other. Well, back to that, that Sorry, early chat, you know, chatter and banter. Um, if you wanted to repurpose that recording so that it's you know, easier for people to catch up with the meeting, they've got to find their way to wherever it started. Yeah, what meeting starts with, hello everyone, Item number one today is none of it. You, even if it's someone you just talked to, you, you know, I might say something like, "Well, long time no see," you know, and and you, you have this kind of banter, and and you, you know, now people who go back are not going to be able to. Mm. I mean, they're going to have to fast forward or or the, anyway. Uh, the one other thing that I wanted to mention is this is in the meeting options, which means the the organizer has to schedule the meeting send the meeting because you can't get in the meeting options before you actually send the meeting and then go back into meeting options and turn on record automatically. So just something to yeah. be aware of that it's not record automatically, you know, for every meeting, it's for this meeting, mm. you know, that you've organized. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think in the media too, there was this big scare about, oh, it's going to be a policy that you'll turn it on and it affects every single meeting. No, it's over to you as a meeting organizer, but it's yet another thing, as you say, Daniel, that you'll have to remember to to turn on um, after you've sent the meeting invite. Hmm. Um, but anyway, just to sum up when that will be uh, coming out, it's going to be a useful feature. Like, let's not just all the negative side of it is going to be good for the, the planned times when you want to turn that on and make sure that it's going to be recorded. Think about stand-up meetings. Yeah. I mean, you know, doing stand-ups and, and you do need to be punchy yep. and quick yep. and I think it'd be great for that. Yeah. Uh, this will be rolling out uh, to production and GCC uh, beginning late June and DOD and GCC high uh, late July, complete August. So yeah, um, it's coming and and have fun with it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's. Um, I think it's good. All right, uh, well, Daniel. Uh, uh, sticking with Teams. Yep. Guest access. Teams guest access setting behavior update MC two six four zero nine five, and this will be rolling out late. July. I will say this is a message that at first glance and uh, someone was talking about it and mentioned it, they were afraid of this because it was, wait a minute, uh, I don't know, they really didn't understand what was happening. Basically, right now, there's a master switch that says, I want to allow guest, guest access into Microsoft Teams. This is, this is separate from allowing guests in your tenant. This is just in Teams. And if for some reason you have that on and people are added into Teams and they're working, you know, and you go and turn that off, right now what happens is it removes those guests from that uh, team. But they're not removed from, because you got to remember those teams are powered by Microsoft 365 groups. Those guests are not removed from those groups. They're just removed from teams. So it's a bit wonky. They're, you know, they're disconnected, uh, meaning the 365 group, they're still in there, but they're not in the team somehow. And then if you go back and turn that switch, that master switch back on in teams, then there's a process that goes and syncs the group back to the team and the guest gets added back into the team. So it's a bit weird. Um, so the new behavior will be the person will not be removed from the team if you go and turn that master switch off, right? They're, they're still going to be in the group because that's the way it happens now. And of course, that's not what you're doing when you're clicking that master switch. The person is going to be still in the team. They won't have access because you've just turned it off, but they'll still be there. And they'll be able to, uh, people can at mention them, uh, see what they've, you know, uh, be, that they're a part of it and all that, uh, but be able to, you know, at mention them and keep going. And then if it's turned back on, then they'll immediately have access, right, back into that team. If you, that master switch, you turn it back on. Um, so it's really kind of a trying to fix a confusion part where now it, they get removed from the team, but not the group. And it's the 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 list of of members is all messed up so um 
Last thing I'll mention about this is uh, I like the first sentence in the what you need to do to prepare. Please familiarize yourself with the f- guest access feature. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, that's probably what we should do um, and to understand what's going on. The uh, So anyway, so that's how it's changing. It's not. It's not, I don't think this is a big deal, but it may be something where people have gotten used to guests being removed. I don't know if you're turning that master switch on and off for some reason, but uh, maybe people have gotten used to those guests being out. And if you, in the future, you know, they won't be removed. Hmm. But, hmm. Yep. You're right. It was quite a confusing message, and I can see how people would think, oh no, they are turning guest yeah. access back on for everybody. Um, I thought we made a decision yeah, right. to turn it off. Hmm. But doesn't but doesn't that make sense though? Do you think, Daryl, to to leave the guest in oh, there, yeah. so that it's syncing with you know that it it's the same as the group? I mean, if you're going to leave them in the group, they should be left in the team, right? Yeah, and like I mean, why would you switch it off anyway? Like, is it going to be some big master off switch where you're like, oh no, break glass in case of emergency and eject all guests from teams? Poof. <laughs> See ya. I would th- honestly. Here's here's what I think, Daryl. I think this is a one-time thing. I think people f- spin up teams, use it for a while. People are inviting guests, and then someone finds out in security mm-hmm. or leadership, and they go, "You're allowing external people to talk to us. Turn it off now." And so someone goes and clicks the button. Yep. And then. Later, they have a conversation about how to manage it, how to have governance, and then they go turn it back on right. and, you know, implement governance and all of that. that. That's that's what I feel like. I feel like that's probably. And so in that case, you don't want those people removed from the team. You are collaborating yeah. with them. Right. So, you know, keep at mentioning them and all that. And then when they get access back, they'll see that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. all. Because it is a big job to get people back into teams. It, yep. it is. Yep. So our next message, Daryl, yeah. uh, should we go with another product or should we stay with Teams? Uh, look, I'm I'm going to stick with Teams. I'm going to stick with Teams. <laughs> uh, this message is <laughs> all about a update to breakout rooms and a new assignment experience, a modal window. MC264091 modal windows. They're so cool. They're so on mode. Uh, I know, terrible. Um, but this is when we're trying to assign people to breakout rooms. Uh, and instead of seeing it in a panel over on the left-hand side, where it's rather right-hand side with all the participants, we'll have a nice floating modal window where we've got a bit more room to, to choose the people and assign them to the different rooms. Um, so organizers configuring those breakout rooms will see that new UI. Let's have a closer look here. Um, let's choose that. From here is our modal window floating in the middle, and we can go through and see who are the people that are unassigned and quickly just tap away there and, and add them to different rooms. Um, so I do like that, and I think it's all part of making it easier, not just for, um, well, probably more so for schools that will be using breakout rooms more mm-hmm. often than, than the enterprise. but. Anything that helps us to manage well, this is, is improvement. 
Well, and you can think trainings too. Uh, we use breakout rooms for our all company meetings. Right. Um, we do, yeah, we do breakout rooms to discuss a topic. And then uh, those top, the discussion is then summarized in those rooms and then we all come back together. So um, we use them. Uh, and, and I think a lot of companies are using it. And so I like this to being able to, in this modal, you know, be able to not only assign people in closed rooms, but also when rooms are open, mm -hmm. moving people around. I mean, you're going to be able to do that in modal. So I, I like it. It's um, just a, a really a UI change in just learning how to, mm -hmm. to use the new UI and a few additional choices, but um, it's really mm -hmm. just about assigning easier. So this is rolling out mid-July and expect the rollout to be completed by late July. Uh, do, do, do. You know what time it is. time do, 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 for do, 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 quick do, do, mention, do, do, do. so keep it quick. Maybe we should call it rapid. Rapid mentions? No, I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I'm just... Rapid mentions. So this is the one right. And we just start talking fast and see people have to slow down the podcast. All right. You know, to actually hear what we're saying. This is Microsoft 365 information governance dash retention policies for Teams private channels messages. Uh, so, and this, and oh, MC263844. This is something that I know people who are uh, in that use retention uh, policies have been waiting for. Previously, you, if you use a retention policy on a team, it does not apply to a private channel. Okay, because private channels are just different. And how are they different, Daniel? I'm glad you asked. One major reason is that the messages in a private channel are actually indexed into the users that are part of that private channel's mailbox. Did you know that? Good, glad you're keeping up. <laughs> so because it's totally different, then they just had to do some engineering in the back end. But now we're going to be able to have a retention policy scoped to a private channel messages. Uh, it'll be a separate policy in the Teams channels and, and chat policies area. So because it those messages are in the user's mailbox, they have to have that policy applied to them. And so the suggestion is to apply the policy to everybody uh, because you don't know who's gonna be in those um, into, in private channels. It's rolling out late June, so now-ish, and complete by late July. So I hope that, that was, uh, was rapid enough, <laughs> sir. Yeah, that's that's good. All right, let's move in on to um, the Teams follows Office Preview, MC two six four zero nine two. Simply put, if you are in Office Preview in that group where you're getting Office features early, then you will also be receiving Teams features early. Now it used to be, and it's, it hasn't been really been around for long, but it used to be a separate switch and a separate feature. But it makes sense that if you've got people that are experiencing Office features early and preview and testing them out and seeing how is this going to land with people in my area of the organization, then you'll be able to do the same thing with Teams. So good to see some consistent experience with that there. Um, this is a feature that will be on by default for all tenants uh, with users in the Teams current channel. Um, and see uh, action review assess and disable if desired by july 24th so yeah looking forward to seeing that coming um and hopefully that'll help manage some of that early adopter 
uh, excitements together. Daniel, last one. Point with a little p, email notification settings, MC2640094. And yes, I have already hit the thumbs down on this message and said SharePoint is spelled with a capital P. This uh, will be rolling out early July and expected to be completed by the late July. And you get email messages from SharePoint. You get them from likes and comments. You get them from if someone replies to your comment, someone at mentions you in a comment. So those are good examples of you also can get digest and um, notifications on lists. So there are you've not been able to really manage those notifications in a central way. But now on the SharePoint start page. So think that's where it's going to be on the SharePoint start page. You can, there'll be a setting uh, settings link that you can go to and you can turn off those for comments and replies and likes and that digest of news posts you've missed. I actually think that was, that's one that unfortunately a lot of people are going to, they're going to turn off. I think that's a very powerful feature and I, I use it all the time because I don't go to the internet homepage probably as much as some would like me to, but I get an email, a digest of news that I did not read. So I actually like that one and I would wish people would turn that on, uh, leave it on. But I think a lot of people have mentioned, hey, I want to turn those things off. Uh, this is a convenient way to do that. <laughs> that is it for the quick mentions. We have a callback. Call I'm back. waving my hands. Uh, now, I, I didn't actually spend time trying to find that old message, Daniel. What was the number? 248201. Okay. Two, this one is, yes, MC248201. This is Quick Create. Easily create Power BI reports from lists. We talked about this when it was initially announced in April and it is a the breakout. If you remember, there was one menu to automate stuff and we had, you know, we at Power Automate, Power Apps all in there. And then Power BI came along like, hey, I'm, you know, I, I want to join. So what we've got, we got a separation of an automate menu in lists and an integrate. And now within the integrate menu, and we're going to show you a demo of this, a um, item for Power BI. Gotcha. And so I'm in a, in a list here and there's now Power BI and I can visualize the list here in for and it brings up power bi when i click on it wonderful this is power bi's automated i just created a report for you wow and it's pretty pretty cool uh, you know if you have your data all right you know and you can edit this if you want to yes i mean but now i can publish it back to the list now we talked about 
when it was announced that there's some caveats to all this. Anybody can click that um, that link. If you publish to the list, you have to have Power BI Pro license or equivalent. Um, we won't go into licensing right now, but you have to be able to publish. And so you have to have Power BI Pro. And then anyone, and so it'll publish the list and it'll be there. So if anyone goes and clicks on that, they also have to have um, the a license to be able to see the report. Oh. But anyone can go in and look at this. It's just I have to have a license to publish it. And once it's published, uh, it'll show up here under Integrate Power BI. It'll show up here. It currently says no reports available for mine, but they'll be able to. I think this is great. If you're using Microsoft List, if you're using SharePoint List, that's all that is. If you're using List for to capture your content, to organize it, to keep track, this is powerful. This is really good stuff. You're not having to go to Power BI, create a report, you know, point to the list, and then, and then, you know, getting suggestions or making up your own stuff. It it does it immediately, quickly. So anyway, you can go back. I can't remember which show we did that in, but uh, all you can you can just search for that the title Quick Create, and um, you'll be able to find it on our on our site. But yeah, I'm totally excited about this functionality. And again, it's really nice, especially not just to get the report, but I can also, you know, I have the normal Power BI functionality here. I can drill in, you know, and see what, what is going on um, straight here. So I want to do a quickly, you know, a quick analysis of what's going on. I can do it right here. Mm. Think about when you're in a meeting and you're talking about this content. Oh, let's, let's fire up a report and take a look so at it. If I, I mean, understood you right. Uh, yeah. You need the license to publish it. In other words, you can mm -hmm. do it on behalf of everyone and make it available and say, go here and you can look at the report. Yes. But if you know what you're doing, right. you can go in and just run this yourself. Yeah. So if you run it, you're going to get this. So if another user comes in and does that same thing I just did, they're going to get the same report. Right. right? They can edit it, but they can't publish right. it for themselves. Right. right? And it is um, the cool thing about this is uh, you or the thing to remember about licenses is sharing. Once you share, you have to have a license. Mm. That's that's kind of the baseline. So if you share or you are receiving a share, then you have to have a license within Power BI. Now, you know, I can share in other ways like printing and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about active sharing. All right, that's our callback. Nice one. And it was a good show to Daniel, um, 201, just uh, continued from where we left off. It was, yeah, 201, continued from 200. Uh, and, yeah, it's, <laughs> thank you for continuing to, to support us. We um, will continue to yes. uh, share the awareness of messages, talk about the changes, and try and give our opinions and thoughts around how you might prepare your people for change. Uh, if you want to continue to keep up to date with this kind of content, then you know what to do. Subscribe, like, just show that you, you actually got something great out of this video and you can help other people find it. You'll also find us at messiscenter.show. Well, thank you again, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.